This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everybody. I'm Freddie Bell, and welcome to New Beginnings. We'll talk to Libel Sternbach this week. Also, Joe McKenzie is here. We'll look at what happened this week and also share today's words to the wise. You're listening to New Beginnings, and our program is underway right now. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. I'm a Hall of Famer now. And with me is Mr. Joe McKenzie. Don't laugh, Joe. He is the founder of Ripple Connects. He turns candidates into contenders. If you'd like to learn more about Joe McKenzie and the fine work he does, rippleconnects.com is the website. The telephone number is 763-438-1621. Joe McKenzie, hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Freddie Bell. How does it feel to be part of the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame 2022 inductee? I'm still pinching myself, Joe McKenzie. It's uh, difficult to put my head around it. It's it's exciting. It's fun. But I don't know what to do with it. Well, it's it's well earned. And for nine years, we've been speaking with the New Beginnings listeners and really you know, doing some great work together. And it's because of you, my career has catapulted and gone beyond what I ever could think. So thank you for investing in me and and having that confidence in me to deliver each and every week for the past almost nine years. Oh, my. And so, yeah, you def- Freddie Bell, you definitely walked the walk in regards to your Hall of Fame status in the Minnesota Broadcasters Hall of Fame. So well done, sir. Thank you very much. You're awfully kind. And uh, it makes me smile. And I believe that's what we're talking about this weekend, your own self-value. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In, invest in yourself. And this is, Freddie, this is the, the week that I, I like to look at your, I, I go through your book quite often, and this one stood out to me. Invest in yourself. These are your wise, words to the wise. And I hear that often. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself. But you know what? Often without any kind of guidance. Freddie, how do you help someone to take actual steps to invest in themselves. It's really interesting because uh, your question makes me think about a conversation I had with a student not long ago, and I was asked a similar question. What does this mean in your book, Words of the Wise, Freddie Bell? And I said, well, if you read the preface to the book, uh, you can put you can open to any page and let that page speak to you. So it means what it means to you. I mean, I can have a value statement around those uh, three words, invest in yourself, but it could mean anything. So I might be in front of somebody, someone who's having a health issue. So maybe invest in yourself heard by that individual could mean, well, yeah, you're right. I only have this one body. So perhaps it's important for me to invest in what's going to give me the opportunity for a long and healthy life. Maybe I need to walk 30 minutes a day. I've heard you talk about that before, Freddie Bell. Maybe walking 30 minutes a day can stem the tide of Alzheimer's. Maybe I'm talking to somebody else and they're talking about uh, getting good sleep. You know, maybe they're hearing this and says, well, you know what? I've only been getting two or three hours of sleep. I'm just worried. I, I stay up trying to figure things out. But maybe... If I go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, maybe if I use 
I don't know, a sound machine, Joe McKenzie, or something like that to get eight hours of good sleep. Investing in yourself could mean that to that particular individual. It takes on different characteristics depending upon who's reading it and at what time they read it in their lives. So, Freddie, I, what I hear you saying is invest in yourself. Those words, is it's up to the individual on what that means. And if it's going to be career-related, health-related, relationship-related, you help them to see what those next steps could be. But you start with, you, you ask them questions on, you know, where do you want to go with this? How do you, how do you invest in yourself? And then you move out from there. That's, that's what I hear you saying versus many people use invest in yourself as a catchphrase and they really don't back it up. And, but you do, you, you hear that person, but then you also open up the world to them. If in this case, it was health, getting more sleep, getting more exercise, and that's investing in themselves. Absolutely. I hear you talk often about uh, your careers. And let's just look at it from that perspective. So you're, if you're looking at the job market and how you evolve as an individual, how you evolve and how companies evolve, for example, maybe you decide that it's important to keep up uh, your skill level in a particular area. And so maybe you think that maybe my skill gap is is wide. Maybe I need to close that gap. So maybe I need to go back to a trade school and develop certain skills, maybe in software. I've heard of a new program called Slack. A lot of people don't know what Slack is, but maybe that's something that I need to learn more about. Maybe I need to develop my, I don't know, analytical skills. Maybe I need to develop how to become a real leader and take some self-advancement courses that help me to hone those skills for that career that I'm trying to move into or to expand in. So it, it can take on a lot of different colors. It's like the coat of many colors. What's important to you right now is typically where an individual needs to invest in themselves. I also heard you so talk about expanding your network. We talked about that last week for a person going into retirement. You know that uh, I did some research after we, we talked last week, Joe McKenzie. Okay. 80, 85% of jobs are filled through networking. And we talked about networking last week. So maybe investing in yourself involves taking some time to grow your network by connecting with professionals who can help you to get from where you are to where you want to be. That's right. And and that's a, a stat that just jumps out. But you also know what you've been talking about is that's where, that's the starting point and and sometimes a new career or that skills gap or just that anxiety over your current job, you know, it's it has to start somewhere mm-hmm. and other things fall into place. So I think that's how you're helping somebody with this book and your coaching is it has to start somewhere, but even just getting more sleep, getting better health or just having, you know, finding a different job. A lot of things. Now the opportunity uh, is there for you to invest in yourself in different areas of your life. That's what I hear you saying. Right. Uh, I think when we hear that phrase, invest in yourself, we automatically start thinking about money. Maybe I need to go buy this software or I need to invest in this course. Now think about this one, Joe McKenzie. How about if you invest time in your family? You know, family yes. is really, in my opinion, it's really important. So maybe we can show 
a little bit more how much our family means to us by investing a bit more. There's that word, investing more in our family. Maybe it's cooking a meal together, and maybe you don't cook normally. Well, maybe this is a way that you can connect with that significant other in your life by cooking a meal. I'm not saying cooking all of your meals together, but uh, maybe cooking that meal or planning a trip or maybe a family game night or uh, joining them if they're running to the grocery store or what have you. But that is a way of investing in your family, investing in yourself. That is the word to the wise. Invest in yourself, Joe McKenzie. I, I can really appreciate that as as a you know someone that you know watched you and and how you've helped people and how you, that's allowed me to invest in my children, my family, but in their careers too. You know, spending time with them. And you're right. I think the word invest sometimes brings up about the money that needs to be spent, and really, it's time. It's 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 energy. It's just paying attention. It's 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 carving out time to be a part of that the other people's lives or just spend more time in your own life and it doesn't have to always mean spending money and that i think that is where we're going to have that breakthrough many people do think you have to spend money and it's not always the case and what you're what you're saying here today exactly i started out with money because i think that's where most people go when they think about the words invest in yourself and that's the real value of the book words to the wise You can find your own truth. You can find your own value by taking time to think about the words that are written in this book. It's designed to be not more than a sentence. Two sentences is really long for this particular book. But it allows you, with white space in the book, to write on those pages the thoughts that come to you and ideas and uh, processes that help you to be a better person than you were before you turned a page in the book. Joe McKenzie, exactly. I've got to leave it right there. Do you have a final thought? I just know that uh, investing in yourself means more than just money, and it's investing in, in a lot of different areas. And sometimes just starting at one point gives you that opportunity to invest in other areas of life. So thank you, Freddie Bell, for those words to the wise. It's my pleasure. Joe McKenzie does fine work at Ripple Connects. I heard that he turns candidate into contenders. Thanks for being with us, Joe. Thank you, Freddie Bell. Now it's time to see what's going on for the new beginners out there. Let's bring in three things with Cassie Crandall. Thank you, Freddie. It's Cassie Crandall here with my three things. Thing one this week. Maybe you heard this story, but if not, I want to share it with you. Did you hear this out of Iowa? A teen saves man and dog after a vehicle falls into icy lake. Uh, 17-year-old Joe Salmon who's actually a student-athlete, so he's in pretty good shape, which is good, has earned acclaim as a hero after jumping into an icy East Okoboji Lake to assist an 83-year-old man and his dog after they uh, went through the ice. Three other individuals helped out also, but Joe is uh, being hailed a hero for that. He uh, used a knife to open up the back of the Jeep and pull the dog out. And then the other gentlemen helping uh, were able to get the gentleman out of the vehicle. I guess this has made national news. Good for him. ESPN reporter Marty Smith tweeted that he would be sending over a new pair of Michael Jordan sneakers to uh, 
Joe Salmon because he actually lost his shoes when he was in the icy lake. And the water was uh, up to his chest, very high, cold, hypothermic water, and very brave young man right there. Congratulations to you, Joe. And I'm glad that uh, the man and the dog are all okay. And thing number two, are you looking for something to do on Sunday? Sunday, February 12th, it's February matinees at the Parkway Theater. And this Sunday, February 12th, The Sound of Music will be shown. Uh, It's actually happening at 1 p.m. The doors open at noon. And again, that's the Parkway Theater on Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis. A classic movie and a little bit of romance in there, too, for your Valentines. Again, that's Sunday, February 12th at 1 p.m. at the Parkway. Last but not least, thing number three. Here's something a little bit funny for you. Have you recently been dumped? Well, a humane society in Florida is helping you return the favor from February 8th through February 14th, for $5, you can come down to the shelter, write your ex's name on one of our litter boxes, and let our cats do what they do best. Yes, you can name a litter box after your ex who dumped you. On that note, <laughs> I think I'll wrap it up for this week. For New Beginnings, I'm Cassie Crandall. Thanks so much, Cassie. We'll talk to you again next week. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. In today's world, we really need words of encouragement. Introducing Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Let your mind be opened by the wisdom of thought. Let the inspiration of the words feed your mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of the issues you face each day, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell can help you power through. Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell, a handy reference. Available on Amazon, freddiebell.com, and Barnes & Noble. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Now is my favorite time of the program when we turn our attention to talk finance with Libel Sternbach. He's Amazon's best-selling author of Authenticity and also the book Living with Financial Anxiety. We really had a robust conversation the last time we were together and you talked about not running out of money. So in that, in that view, in that vein, Libel, what would be the best advice that you could give right off the top to give someone trying to make the most of their money in retirement savings? Where would you start? So I'm going to say two things that kind of sound contradictory, but I think as we go, as we talk through them, it will make more sense. I'm putting that disclaimer out up front. (laughs) Now, the way that you want to think about this, right, what is the best piece of advice I can give you is that 
retirement planning, right? Financial planning, proper financial planning is doing calculus, right? When everyone else is playing checkers, you need to be playing chess. And when most people come to me and they, they want to, they want my help reviewing their financial plan, reviewing their retirement plan, they are often making a single decision. They're looking at things from the context of one number, right? So let's take social security planning, right? People say, when's the best age that I should file for social security? And they'll look at it from the context of, okay, what gets me the biggest check? But that isn't the question you should be asking. What you should be asking is, what is going to get me the lifestyle I want? What will allow me to retire sooner? What will make sure that I don't outlive my assets? And oftentimes, when you put those questions first and you try to answer those questions and you say, okay, Social Security is one tool at my disposal. My retirement savings is another tool at my disposal. When you look at it from that context, the answer changes dramatically. And what looked to be the best decision before may actually be the worst decision possible. And so my best piece of advice is you need to look at things holistically, right? Don't take them out of context. Even though it feels, you know, it's the easy thing to do and it's very overwhelming to try to, you know, figure out these moving pieces, you have to look at all these moving pieces together. And, uh, you know, the only way that I'm able to do that is because I've developed a framework and a process for doing that. And I apply that to every decision that I do. But you have to do that because if you don't have a way of making these decisions and understanding how they they affect you today, tomorrow, and long into the future, then you are guaranteed to make the wrong decision. We're talking with Libel Sternbach, and I just want to amplify in what you're talking about, what you just mentioned, framework. So for those folks who are listening right now, and, and they're just starting thinking about retirement planning, and maybe some are late in doing that, what's the framework? What does that look like? What do you suggest that we use? So when I think about retirement planning, when, the truth is, when I think about finances in general, right, I look at it kind of from a... Um, I look at it as a cycle, and the cycle that I see is, first and foremost, right, we need to make sure that our essentials are protected. And by essentials, I mean we need to have a roof over our head, we need to have food on the table, we need to have enough money in the bank and enough of our bases covered that we are not worried about money, that we're not having financial anxiety. And I talk about this in my book, Living with Financial Anxiety, because I firmly believe that the reason why so many people make bad financial decisions is because they are setting themselves up for failure. It's because you're trying to make, you know, long-term decisions when your body, when your mind doesn't know whether you're going to have food on the table tomorrow. So until we have financial security, until we know that our safety is taken care of, our financial safety is, is set for, we're not, we can't start thinking about, you know, what investment is best, what tax strategy is best. None of that matters, right? So financial security is number one. Once we have our financial security, and that looks different for everyone, and even within a couple, right? Me and my wife, we have very different definitions of what financial security looks like and feels like, and we have to balance those needs. But until we both feel secure, we can't move on to the next step because we won't be able to make rational decisions. And then the next step is, okay, 
let's figure out how to maximize the resources that we have, right? And the low hanging fruit when we're talking about, okay, where can we get some more money into our pockets? It's taxes, right? How can we save money on taxes, right? Every penny that we have to pay to taxes, every penny that we incur a tax liability for, that's money out of our pocket. And it doesn't take a lot of work to figure out how to shift our income or shift our tax liability so that we are being more tax efficient and putting more money back in our pocket, right? It's something, it's a decision that, you know, I look at on a regular basis, everything that I do, I look at the decision of how can we, I do this in a way that is more tax efficient? Can I pay for this expense in a way that, you know, uh, it's not coming out of my earned income, it's coming out as a business expense. By the way, that's a reason, a really great reason why you want to have a business is so that you can have business expenses. You know, there are there are lots of ways to use expenses and to figure out how to pay for things in a way that's tax efficient, whether that's a health savings account, right, or a, an HSA or a 529 plan or a Cobra Dell uh, savings account. There are all kinds of ways of doing things, right? It could even be buying, you know, uh, going to Costco, right, and, and paying host, uh, buying wholesale, right? That's another way to save money, but you want to save money on taxes. That's number one, right? Because every penny you save on taxes is a penny back in your pocket. Right. Number right. two, once we save money on our taxes, now we need to figure out how to grow our money. Because if our money is just sitting in the bank, it is decreasing in value, right? We know inflation is a real thing. We know that a dollar today is not going to be worth a dollar tomorrow. We're not going to be able to buy the same stuff. So we need our money to grow. Not only that, but if we have the ability to to make money while we're asleep, why wouldn't we do that, right? Now, keep in mind, the reason why most people don't do that is because they don't have financial security yet. Right. And so they're worried about their car breaking down. They're worried about how they're going to pay for their next meal. They're living paycheck to paycheck, which is perfectly fine. Right. We've all been there. We've all done that. But we need to make sure that once we have financial security, that we take ourselves out of that mindset of hoarding our cash and figuring out how to make it work for us, how to make it grow, how to make it grow in a way that doesn't keep us up at night. And then finally, we have to look at our income and say, okay, where are we getting our income from? How can we get it in a tax efficient way? When we retire, how are we generating our that income and our savings and, and how are we paying for our expenses, right? Because that is going to be the biggest question in retirement and it's going to be the biggest variable that will determine our success or failure. And then finally, hopefully, we'll have some money left over after that long journey that we can leave on and give and create a living legacy for future generations. And so when I make financial decisions, I look at it from this context. I look at it from this framework of, you know, ta financial security, tax minimization, right? Investments, income savings, and then estate planning. And looking at it from that context and that order, what ends up happening, it becomes a cycle because as you go through it each time, right, you're going to make more and more money and your needs are going to change. As you earn more money, as your savings grow, your estate planning needs are going to change and your income needs are going to change. And the amount of money that you spend is going to change, right? And so you, this is a continual process that you have to constantly go through and it needs to be a habit that you do that is just part of who you are and how you make decisions. And this is something that, you know, I teach about, I talk about on my website, right? This is, 
this is what I help investors do is create this decision making process. Boy, what a process. And it's a great framework. So I like to talk about people in terms of uh, I give them a name, Johnny Lunchbucket. So Johnny Lunchbucket is listening to you right now. He says, OK, Libel, I've got the framework idea, but I'm trying to figure out how to invest my 401k. I'm trying to figure out how to downsize my house or not. How can I make that framework that you just outlined work for me? So I'm going to give you the real brief high level overview, but then I'm going to tell you, go read my book, go read Living with Financial Anxiety, because I walk through step by step, you know, what is the decision making process? And then how do you, you know, as you go through the different stages in life, how do you evaluate those decisions? Because like I said, this is something that's ever growing, ever evolving. And some of it is knowledge, right? We have to have the base knowledge of these are, this is how the financial world works. And these are the options available to me. You know, when, when I was growing up and when I first came into finance, I didn't know half of what I know today. I knew less than half of what I know today. Um, and if I knew what I knew today, you know, 20 years ago, my life would be very different. And so the my book, Living with Financial Anxiety, is really me, you know, it's a love letter to my younger self of, you know, these are the things that you need to know. These are the things that they don't teach you in school. These are the ways of making a financial decision. And so when when we go from the context, and you know what, I'm actually, I'm just going to read straight from the book um, what that decision making is, right? Okay. And here here's what I have written in there, right? I have the plan, and it says... Question number one, does this bring me closer to my goals, right? So when you're looking at your 401k and your investments, right, you need to ask yourself the question, does this bring me closer to my goals, right? And if you're just looking at a spreadsheet and a list of uh, funds to invest in and they all look like gibberish to you, right, well, then you don't have anything to make a decision based on, right? You, It's no different than throwing darts at a dartboard, right? So you need to go edu- get yourself an education or get someone who knows and can tell you, well, this is how you look at this decision. And then you can say, okay, well, this, you know, fund A is going to get me closer to what I want than fund B. Fund A is one that I can live with. Fund B is not one that I can live with, right? So question number one, does this bring me closer to my goals? What is my downside if I choose this? What is my downside if I don't choose this? What is my potential upside? Now, that's a tricky question, right? Because when you're looking at that list of what should I invest in, you probably don't have a good idea of what the potential upside is. But me as a financial professional, I can tell you that every single thing in that in in your 401k list of those investment options, they all have different potential upsides. They all have differing contexts and, and uses. And if you can't properly answer that question, then you're just guessing, right? It's no different than going up to the gas pump and then choosing at random some, you know, which which level of gas to put in, right? If you put in diesel, your car is probably not going to work. But if you put in the difference between, you know, regular and, you know, the premium, it won't really make a difference probably to your car, but it will make a difference to your wallet. So you need to know, right, does this gas fit my car? And does it make a difference putting in premium versus regular, right? What is that potential upside? What's the probability of success? Does this decision need to be made now? Oftentimes we focus on things that do not need to, that do not matter in the moment. Is the risk reward worthwhile? And does, and finally, does this endanger my financial freedom? That, that is the biggest question, right? Does this, 
put me backward, push me backwards. Does, if this went wrong, will this upset my ability to uh, enjoy my life, right? That financial security we talked about, because you really got to answer that question every single time. Well, you've given us a lot to think about, Libel, and there are a lot of people scribbling uh, really quickly, but you can go to yields4u.com. That's yields, the number four, the letter u.com, and find all of this information and more. Libel, thank you for taking us to school today and giving us a framework from which we can work to really take control of our financial future. And I invite all of you to join us next week as we talk about social security and a new approach to retirement planning based on the new Secure 2.0 Act. You might be able to retire sooner than you think. I'm Freddie Bell, and more New Beginnings is straight ahead. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this weekend. And did you know that it's National Pie Day? It celebrates one of the nation's favorite desserts. No matter how you slice it, (laughs) pie in just about any form makes a crowd happy. Fruit pies, berry pies, cream pies, they are mouth-watering servings of homemade goodness. National Pie Day simply celebrates the pie. Everyone is invited to bake their favorite pie, but most importantly, the day reminds us to enjoy eating pies. The only other question is, will it be a la mode? Did you know the first pies appeared around 9500 B.C. in the Egyptian Neolithic period or the New Stone Age? So humans have been eating pies for a very long time. And with so many to choose from, we shouldn't have any problem finding ones we like. After all, we celebrate pie twice a year, plus their cousin, National P.I. Pie Day. We'll be right back. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to New Beginning. So glad you're with us this weekend. And now we go to AARP Twin Cities, where we find the Associate Director for Community Engagement, Mr. Jay Happala. Hey, good morning, Chantel. Good morning, Freddie. Good to be with you. With it being tax season, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the fraudulent activity that happens around tax season that people may not be aware of. Yeah, that's right. It is tax season, and it was Ben Franklin who said nothing in life is certain but death and taxes, and I'm the one who said there's a third item there that we all got to be worried about, and that is another certainty, people trying to rip us off and steal our money, these con artists. So at ARP, what we do, we run the Broadwatch Network, and we take thousands of reports from, from the public and our members across the country. We use that information to educate people and Make sure you're informed about the different scams out there. Um, I had a conversation this week with a colleague at the IRS, and she says this year the IRS is really anticipating an increase in, in tax-related identity theft and fraud because there are many new changes to the tax laws that, that are going to give people new different credits because of the pandemic that they haven't qualified for. So it's really time to be vigilant about filing your taxes and making sure people are doing the right thing. What are some of uh, the first uh, signs of, you know, I know that I have a sister. She had some issues with filing her taxes one year and found out Mm. that someone else filed in her name. She had a whole situation where she had to get her name cleared. She had to go through all of this uh, identity theft situations and getting all of that. It was a lot to deal with. Um, So are there some signs that or some things you can watch for around this time of year to make sure someone is not filing in your name, using your name for anything tax purpose wise? Yeah, here's the thing with tax identity theft is that 
you're a person, you or I could have our identity really stolen anywhere. So it could be a data breach at some company that we do business with, some records that are sitting in a dumpster somewhere, someone could go in there and steal them. Or it could be more commonly a phishing attack where someone targets us online and asks for our personal information and then takes that information and uses it to file for a tax return in our name. And when that happens, like your sister, it's a mess. You know, you're going to be on the phone. You're going to be doing paperwork. You're going to get your money back eventually, but no one wants to be in that situation. So really the IRS and at AARP, we have the best advice really that the IRS gives or the top advice is to file your taxes early. So if you can beat the con artist, if if your identity has been stolen, if you can file before them, then they'll be the ones getting denied instead of you. Um, And then, you know, it comes down to taking standard precautions against identity theft. You know, don't give out your information to people. Be cautious about clicking on links in your emails. Shred your paper documents at home. Um, But, you know, the IRS has really taken a bite out of all this identity theft. And the main way they're doing that is they've started the the PIN program. So anyone, you or I, whether we've experienced identity theft or not, you can go on the IRS website. And then you get a PIN number if you register and go through the process. Then if someone went in that dumpster and they stole your identity, who knows where, they don't have that PIN number they would need to file for your tax return. So that's something anyone could do today is go on to IRS.gov and get that PIN number. So you don't have to wait until it's time to file your taxes to get the PIN? That's correct. You could do that essentially year-round. Is there something that people should look for as far as who's who's uh, doing their filing for them? Some people do it themselves online in these tax uh, websites. But what about uh, trusting a person with all of your information and they're filing on your behalf and you have to be mindful of that? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that, Chantel. So here in the Twin Cities, if, you know, in the news over the last few years, there were stories about tax preparers who were fraudulent and they were stealing money from the government, putting their clients at risk by filing false returns and then also they were just straight up stealing from their clients so you know if you're dealing with some of the big name tax repairs that might be the route you want to go but if you're just going to use someone you never met before they every tax repair needs to have a identification number with the irs so they have this they're on file and you can look them up so if you went online and looked up irs P-T-I-N. It's a preparer tax identification number. You should be able to find this person who's trying to, you know, help you do your taxes and for a fee. Um, and it, some warning signs that your tax preparer might be a fraud is that they want to get paid in cash. They want to deposit your refund in their bank account, and then they give you your refund minus their fee. It's a red flag if they want to take a percentage of your tax refund instead of a flat fee that they charge. And then, you know what, if they don't want to sign your paperwork with their signature and identity, then that's a red flag, too. Mm. So many red flags, but we're glad that you're up on that, Jay Hoppala, AARP. Uh, it's always good to talk to you about these type of uh, fraudulent events. There's something happening, a virtual event, though, this uh, coming up. Uh, is it March 30th? <clears throat> March 29th and March 30th. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, I'm glad you you said that about just being empowered and having this information. We're not trying to scare people out here. The you more you know, me. the more you right. <laughs> Come on, you scare Freddy. me every time. You know, <laughs> knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. You can stay ahead of these con artists. Right. But yeah, one way to do that is to join our virtual events and the programs we have. You know, we're doing a couple on March 29th and 30th. We're going to get into more on the tax identity theft issues and all the you know all these new scams that are popping up everywhere. And people can find out about that on, at our website is aarp.org slash events. I have a question. How do you guys find out about most of these scams? I know there's probably researchers and you guys go out and, 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 and get information probably from uh, maybe government sources. But do you get most of your uh, information on the newest, latest scams from people reporting these type of scams that happen to them? Yeah, that's right. So we run a we run a call center nationwide called our Fraud Watch Helpline. And we get about 500 reports a week just through that helpline. And that, so yeah, that's a lot of information and a lot of people out there being scammed and targeted by scams. So we get all of those reports. And then, yes, I do work with the fraud investigators and government agencies and we all work together, uh, with our volunteers too, collecting information so that we can share with the public. Wow. Well, great work that you're doing. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Jay Hoppala, Associate State Director of Community Engagement, AARP. Uh, any final thoughts and informa- uh, any contact information that you can give out for people to contact you or AARP? Sure. Go get your taxes done. Maybe take a look at the IRS website today. And, you know, I just mentioned our helpline. If folks want to, you know, call us and get some help or just talk about scams, it's 877 908 3360. It's time now for a little fun for things you probably didn't know. At age 14, actor Tom Cruise enrolled in seminary school to become a priest. He dropped out at age 15. Clocks made before 1687 had only one hand, an hour hand. The average person walks 100,000 miles by the time they reach the age of 85. And 80% of American men say they would marry the same woman if they had to do it all over again. And only 50% of women say they would marry the same man. And can you guess this? 13% of dog owners never do this. Scoop the poop. There was a team of researchers at a flavor research and education center at the University of Minnesota. They took a serious look at why people prefer white bread to whole wheat despite the darker loaves' proven health benefits. The answer? The smell. The flavor scientists took samples of wheat bread and white bread and ran them through a series of smelling tests. The bran and wheat bread contained ferulic acid, which gave off malty, earthy, cucumber, fatty smells. White bread smelled like corn chips, potatoes, caramel, and flowers. And our government loves to take our money, but it also helps us to track down money we're owed. On USA.gov, you can search for money owed to you by former employers in the form of back wages and pensions. You can also search for old bank accounts as well as tax-free funds you never received. And best of all, the searches are free. Well, sort of. USA.gov is funded by your tax dollars. Just a little fun this week on New Beginnings. 
Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. In today's world, we really need words of encouragement. Introducing Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Let your mind be opened by the wisdom of thought. Let the inspiration of the words feed your mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of the issues you face each day, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell can help you power through. Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell, a handy reference. Available on Amazon, freddiebell.com, and Barnes & Noble. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the Senior Minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. And before you get too busy starting to write, I had a longtime friend in Unity that often ushered at the burning bowl service. And he'd whisper to some people he knew well as they come forward. He said, don't bring a whole, what were they called, red chief tablets or those legal pads. Don't bring a whole book. This ceremony is most effective if you keep it to a simple thought and just a word or two. Not right an entire story of your life. So let's take a moment, center ourselves, I invite you to close your eyes for a moment. Spirit of truth, at the very center of my mind and heart, I call upon your guidance. Help bring into my consciousness I'll bring into my feeling life any negation, anything that is holding me back, obstructing my confident walk forward into the new. Open my eyes, open my ears. Open my soul to behold whatever it is I need to release. And because I have faith in your presence, I have faith in your power within me. I trust that you will reveal whatever I need to release to march forward into my higher good to help my life be a blessing for myself and for others. And now gently bring your awareness back, open your eyes, 
and consider, is there anything heavy on my heart? Is there forgiveness for myself, for another? A forgiveness of how communities, nations, the world in total, that I need to forgive, set free. Is there any cloud or confusion in my mind, in my thinking? Something I want to do over in life, to start again. Something in my life I wish to reboot. Is there anything in me that I need to release in order to do over, to begin again? Is there any thought coming up in your life where the new has approached you, a new opportunity? And you say, oh, been there, done that. And you discount the opportunity the possibility. We're preparing ourselves to be friends with the new, to allow it access in our thinking and our feeling. And sometimes we hold these old resistance. I've tried that before. It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. We need to let that go to approach this day and this year. Not with the certainty, not being a know-it-all, but be willing to look at new possibilities, a new path before us, and have the courage to take that first step. So take a few moments to focus your thoughts to write down what has come to you, something you need to let go of. And I always add this caveat. When you ask the spirit of truth within you to open your eyes to what needs to change, don't be frustrated if it doesn't happen in the next two minutes. You're in a safe, powerful environment here at Unity among your Unity family. You've opened the door, cracked the door, to what you might possibly be willing to let go. And sometimes it takes a little time, a few days, and then the idea comes to you. Yes. I've been blocking this possibility in my life. Yes, I need to be willing to try something new. It will come. You can trust the spirit of truth within you as your guide. So if you've completed your writing, then I invite you to come informally, there's no formal way to do this, down the center aisle 
return by the side aisles to your chair. And to release this, and I always say it sounds funny, but don't hold on to it or you're going to get burned. If something's come to you that you need to let go, don't ask me to pry it out of your hands. Freely let go. I also want to remind you that notice as we come together as a community, we build a greater and greater powerful flame because we're all individually coming with our willingness to forgive, to let go, to release. That creates a greater energy and helps each one of us to let go because we're doing this work not alone, but together. So I now take the symbolic light of our Christ candle just born anew on Christmas Day. And it becomes a power within us individually and as a community that transforms. The Christ within you says, whatever you're willing to forgive, to let go, to begin again, I'm with you. I am a transforming power that will set you free and walk the new path with you. You are now free to come forward and release those slips into the fire. Carlotta, as you leave, I'll give you a special little affirmative word you can meditate on. You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the Senior Minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. And here are today's words to the wise, discover your purpose. Today's words to the wise, discover your purpose. For more information, visit freddiebell.com. In today's world, we really need words of encouragement. Introducing Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Let your mind be opened by the wisdom of thought. Let the inspiration of the words feed your mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of the issues you face each day, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell can help you power through. Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell, a handy reference. Available on Amazon, freddiebell.com, and Barnes & Noble. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening, and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week.